Hey, 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 welcome to the Double AK podcast. And today we're going into the season two proper. Remember the intro we did a few weeks ago? Yeah, we're going into that. And today we're going to start off with the, the theme, the topic, the model minority. So welcome to the Double AK Podcast, and if you are new here, my name is Toyo Erasionar, and I'm the host of the podcast. Welcome to the community of the Double AK Podcast, where we talk about all things related to life and experiences from country to country, culture to culture, world to world, the whole shebang. And right now, we are on this quest to understand the American journey. Like, for a while now, we've been talking about life in Nigeria, and all the nuances in culture, and then we're going to digress a bit into life in America. And once we're done with that, um, in the middle of this season, we're going to be having sporadic interviews. Last week, we had Mary Ohanu Angela, a medical student, a fifth-year medical student in Ukraine, talking to us about her experiences. And that was a really nice episode. If you haven't checked it out, go back and check that out. And right now, we're going to be talking about the model minority. Yeah, the model minority, the model minority, the model minority. Now, if you're not familiar with this concept, let me break it down to you. One person in the culture is classified as a success. Barack Obama becomes president. Hence, the blacks are no longer under oppression. Um, hence, there is no more slavery or there's no more um, misogynistic, um, not misogynistic. Um, there's no more anti-racial aspects of the culture. There's no more anti-racial sentiments in culture. Um, Camilla Harris becomes vice president. Hence, Feminism is now stronger than ever, and therefore there is no misogyny in politics. So those kind of concepts are very, very common because people look to the examples, examples like many people who have racially biased intents, those who are basically racist. They say, oh, I have, I have some black friends, or I have some Asian friends. And um, of recent, the anti-Asian rhetoric has grown in America. If you have known, if you follow that, the, the anti-Asian or rather the Asian hate crimes that have followed the Asian Lives Matter and everything else around that concept about protecting our Asian brothers and sisters who were targeted after the COVID-19 pandemic hit. So clearly, you know this is not true because you listen to this podcast. And I want to bring this out in culture because in America, it's actually a lot more open than I thought it would be. There is a lot of tendency for people to make assumptions about your culture, about your people. For example, anytime I went anywhere, I was assumed to be from Lagos. I said, oh, how is Lagos? I said, I'm not from Lagos. I'm from Worry. Where is that? And the best I could come up with is that it's the oil-producing capital of Nigeria, where a lot of oil is. I mean, Protacot is good too, but I mean, that's what I, I told them. The South-South. Oh, the South-South. Okay, okay, that's really good. That's really good. So that's all I could come up with for my definition of where I am. And I talked about this in a previous episode that being... African. I never knew I was black. And the fact that I was used as a standard for many African-Americans in my classes, like, oh, Toya is doing well. Therefore, there must be something you are not doing well as a student. And I bring a class to example. I had a clinical medicine class. Now, all disclaimers, I was not serious in that class at all. Like, this was unlike me. And I was so sure I was going to get an A in this particular course that I slacked off bad time, badly. And I really couldn't get back into my rhythm that whole semester, at least for that class. 
Um, there was someone I liked in the class too that actually distracted me quite a bit. And that didn't help my cause. People are looking at me like, what is Toyo saying right now? Yep. And that really didn't help me at all. So I was a mess in my mind. Um, like I was distracted by my responsibilities to my program, the ambassador program. I was working as a resident assistant. I was really working hard. I was taking classes and I was distracted in class. And then I would like buy these snacks and eat while teacher is teaching in class. I was I was a mess in that semester. I mean, I did I had all A's except that course. Don't get me wrong. But um, that course really taught me something that um, to teach someone exact same way as someone else does not mean you're teaching them equally. Now, the teacher always said that, oh, yeah, I will give everybody the exact same treatment, which is not actually doesn't sound bad on the surface, but. For me, that semester, I really needed some extra help. I really needed some extra coaching. And I really needed some extra help in the exams. I was like, can you explain this concept to me? Because even the night before the main exam, I drank coffee, which I have never done before in my life. And I couldn't sleep and I couldn't study. And by the next day, my mind was worse off of a mess than it had ever been before. If I had passed the midterms, I wouldn't have had to take the final. I put an A. But me, I didn't I didn't live up to my expectations. I didn't, I didn't nail the midterms. And I didn't nail the finals because I had drank coffee and I didn't study as much as I should have studied. So all my fault, again, I take the responsibility. But this teacher said that, no, no, I'm going to treat all of you exactly the same. And that way I'm treating all of you fairly. And then he brought up this concept. Treating everybody the same does not mean you're treating everybody fairly. Um, a black kid might do extremely well in an honors college program at a university while there are only two other black kids in the whole program in a school of about 50,000 African-Americans or black people or Africans included. And you say, oh, yeah, this one is doing really well. He got into this um, Oxford program. Therefore, the program is doing well. No, no, no. Look at the general trends. This one is doing well in spite of all this. They might have similar experiences to those who are white or they might have something in them or something in their background that gave them an edge in the particular situation. I put it like this. If a turtle, a tortoise, a frog, a bird are asked to do one simple test, let's say they're all given an assessment test, the first one to reach the top of this of this tree is going to be the one that considers the best animal in, in the world. And um, I'm going to teach you guys all how to do it exactly the same way. If you do that to all these creatures, clearly you are not treating them all fairly. You're treating them all equally, but not all fairly because your test already is, is already geared towards one person's strength over the other. Now, there are so many concepts I can draw around this. I could go around and around in circles like I'm doing in more circles, but I'm trying to get at the concept that the fact that two people are of the same ethnicity and one is doing well does not give you an excuse to say that the number, the other one that's not doing well, it's their fault. There might be other factors that you might need to tweak in your class. Therefore, if you're a teacher, if you're someone in authority, please, if you take one thing from this podcast, know that treating everybody the same doesn't mean you're treating everyone equally. Everyone has special things they might need in their lives. For example, um, it might have been some extra coaching. I went to teach her many times, like, I'm struggling with your class. I really can't understand this concept of separating the melanoma from carcinomas, from um, different kinds of stuff, um, hemorrhoids. I really couldn't differentiate between the types of strokes, the severe cerebrovascular strokes or hemorrhagic strokes and uh, and what I had to do for these kind of situations, whether it was a thrombosis, a blood clot or something else that was happening. I was, I was really struggling in that class. I shouldn't have been. I don't know why I did, but I struggled really hardly. Hard. <laughs> really hardly. <laughs>
But I'm not salty about that class. I learned my mistakes. I focused more on my classes. Um, I didn't let any distractions get to me again with my work, with people I liked and people I did not like, and with my life, basically. I learned from that semester, but I'm, I want to pass this on to you. The American culture I, that I know is centered around picking someone's achievements and using that as a metric and a gear point to um, justify the methods used in the system. For example, the school system in my school, the honors college was filled with very few black people. And um, the, new, the new dean came in with some very radical plans, but I really didn't feel included in all his plans. He made it seem so grand, like, oh, yeah, all you guys are just um, the lucky ones that have gotten into the program now. The ones that we're going to accept next year are going to be super high-class students, and you guys are going to see. And I was like, wait, are you trying to say that we are not high-class students? And I really didn't flow with their rhetoric at all. I mean, I succeeded. I was, like, still one of the best. I still went to conferences by myself, but... That whole thing really did not sit well with me because that treated some people as less than other people and making made them feel like, oh, because their scores were not as high as other people. Like their ACT scores and their ACT or other scores were not as valuable as someone who had a higher score. And I'm going all over the place, but my basic theory here, uh, my basic um, point here is that equity does not mean that you treat everyone the same. And I hope you take this away from the culture because this is a problem I see in the American culture many times. People believe that if they treat someone like they treat someone else, they say they don't see color. They feel that they are doing the right thing and then they won't be classified as racist or anything. But that's not what it should be. The nursing mother who is working a nine-to-five job should not be treated the exact same way as a single guy um, who sleeps on the couch or one of his friends. The single guy has more time and leverage. The nursing mother needs extra time. You can't say to the nursing mother, oh, it won't be fair to everybody else if we give you two hours earlier to go home every day. No, it will be because this woman has a lot more needs than this single guy who really has no responsibility except himself. Um, let me go even further. The married man who is at the peak of his career who is Asian, and the married man who is white, they might have similar needs and similar experiences, but the Asian has a better chance. I'm just making this up as I go. He has a better chance to reach other minority students because those minority students, they might resonate more with him. So it won't be, it won't be equitable to say, okay, I'm going to give you guys the exact same clientele in our, in our business. I mean, you could do that to just for the sake of saying that everybody's equal, but it'll be more profitable. Let's say they are both advisors. You give the Asian guy some more minority students so that they can relate more with him and also give them some majority students, whatever they call themselves, and give majority students too, but realizing that don't make it legalistic and say that, oh, yeah, 50% of your students are minority and 50% are majority, just like your other colleague. No, 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 no. Play on their strengths. Play on everybody's abilities to grow. And if you are interested, if you are in somewhere in Africa, somewhere in Nigeria, and you're interested in moving out of the country, this is one tip bit for you. You will be classified as one of the best of your country, and you'll be classified as one of the best of your race because you are going there for school or something else. 
But don't get, don't fall into this trap. You do not exactly fit what they're trying to do because they're trying to use you to justify things that they haven't completely fixed with their system. So I, I suggest to you remain humble, remain simple, help those you can help. But make people realize that you come from a culture that is not, number one, it's not um, completely poverty, poverty struck, that people are living off of zebras and um, their kwashakos bellies all the time. That is not the rhetoric in Nigeria or in Africa. Not all the places, by the way. You are not living in extraordinary wealth. You're not a prince. You might be, or you might be living in extraordinary wealth. In that case, you can own up to, own to it. But you are just someone, you are just who you are, making the best of every opportunity possible. Try to be authentic. Don't sit back and let people make assumptions about you and just let them get away with it because like, oh, yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. Someone even actually asked me one day, do you ride uh, lions? Don't, don't take me the wrong way. This, this is what he told me. Guys, don't take it the wrong way. But um, I heard that um, they're like lions and uh, people like ride um, horses and, and lions, have a pet, pet lions with them in their homes and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any of that. It's just like a regular place. It's just a different country. So I think I'm going to end this rant there about the model minority. The model minority is a very interesting concept. We can go hours into this. We could write a whole book about this. But I wanted to, to lay bare this piece of the American culture. If you don't agree with me, please leave a comment. And um, we're trying to be more inclusive in this podcast. We're trying to get more opinions on board. So please follow us on Instagram at The Average African Kid. That's right. We did open an Instagram page. They can check the link in the descriptions below. Follow us on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I think we just launched our Facebook page. I'll, I'll, be, I'll confirm that, but I think we just did. <laughs> uh, the Average African Kid. And follow us on YouTube. It's a different set of content on YouTube, but again, you want to see what we're up to. You want to see the behind the stage, behind the scenes, um, a preview of, of how we get videos done and everything and how we get the production done. You can check us there. You can um, join our Patreon page. Basically, you can support the podcast every month with a set amount of money. You can support on PayPal. You can donate anything you want. And if you have a business, this is very key. Listen to this. If you have a business that runs products that you might want to advertise on this show, reach out to us at theaverageafricankid at gmail.com. Links in the descriptions, theaverageafricankid at gmail.com. We could work something out that way we can get the best quality products to our audience. We only we screen for the best quality products and those that benefit the audience, not just any sham products here. So, okay. Have a wonderful day, guys, and see you next week. God bless. And by the way, this episode is sponsored by me, <laughs> Musical Kinetics. So if you are interested in picking up a merch from my other endeavor, the Musical Kinetics um, Movement, it's a YouTube channel and an area to teach music around the world. So you can check out our merch in the links below, Teesprings to Musical Kinetics. Yes, we'll be launching merch for the Average African Kid podcast soon. But yeah, check out the links for that. And if you want to support there or the other means mentioned before, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.